Welcome to the Mill Housing Nation podcast, where we bring you stories from real military spouses who have been in your shoes. From new spouses to veteran spouses, you'll get tips, tricks, and actionable steps that can help you along your military life journey. Now, here's Ashley Peebles. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Mill Housing Nation podcast. My name is Ashley Peebles. And we have got a super special guest with us today. She's going to tell us a story that I've not heard yet, but I hear is worth hearing. Right? <laughs> when you get linked up with someone and they're like, you've got to have my friend Kara on the podcast because she's got a story that all military movers, if you will, like all PCSers need to hear. So before we get started, started and dive into the story, I want you guys to get to know Kara a little bit more. First of all, she's got the coolest last name on the planet. <laughs> I was telling my son, so my son and I are like huge. Well, A, we're huge Marvel fans. We also love Game of Thrones. So there's that. So we were, I was telling my son this morning, I was like, I'm interviewing someone for the podcast today and her last name's Stark. And he was like, she has the coolest last name. Oh. So there we go. All right. So everyone that's listening and watching on YouTube, this is Kara Stark. Kara is the database specialist for Mill Housing Network, which means she is one of our own. She's part of our Mill Housing Network family. And uh, she is an Army wife. So Kara, tell us a little bit about you, your connection to the Army. Tell us about your family, where you're stationed, just a little bit, please. All right. We are in Fort Campbell. We just came from Raleigh. Um, my husband is a supply sergeant for the army. We've got three kids, 14, 12, and four, uh, two girls and a boy, the boy's the youngest. Um, he's been in, he actually, uh, transferred from the guard over to active about, I'd say about four years ago. He was in the guard prior to that about 13 years. So he's, he's been in it for a while. Um, this is our second duty station. We came from Raleigh, just got here to Campbell probably about a month ago. So we're just adjusting to that. and living our best army life. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, if you're listening, you probably hear similar accents between myself and Kara. So, hey, everyone, welcome to the Alabama podcast. Roll Tide. <laughs> Roll Tide times two today. <laughs> like they get it all the time from me. So you guys just did just sit back and enjoy like the fans of the greatest football team on the planet and enjoy <laughs> these accents for about 20 minutes. And then I'm, I'm sure next week we'll have someone with a totally separate accent that balances me out. But this week, guys, it's like a Southern dynamic duo. It really is. I love all it. Right. <laughs> so you just got to Fort Campbell. And I believe the reason that we were linked up is because you had quite a move to Fort Campbell. So it is yeah. you, you guys decided to do a Diddy move for this one, right? Yes, this is our second Diddy move because we are crazy. I don't recommend it. <laughs> so tell me what. So we've done a Diddy move. We've done a partial Diddy. We've let the military move us. What was it about this particular move that made you want to do a, a Diddy move? Well, this one, we figured, you know, it wouldn't be too hard. We were going from Kansas to Kentucky, nine hours, not a big deal. Our last Diddy move was a 14 hours. So we thought, oh, this is piece of cake. I started packing, I'd say two, three months in advance. Um, come moving day, you know, you have to do the inspection for housing when you leave on base housing and all that. Um, we had to push our inspection back three different times that day because we were still packing. We got, we were supposed to get, I think a 24, 26 truck, 26 foot truck. We got a 20. So we had to unload the truck about three times. 
repack the truck. It, it was just, it was chaos <laughs> with three kids. <laughs> right. Okay. So you chose to do a Diddy move. Just tell us how this whole thing goes. So it comes to day. You're having to reload and load the truck. You've got kids running around, thankfully, with 14 and 12 and four. At least they're all old enough that you're not having to chase them around. You know, like that's good. Were the kids any help during the pack out? Absolutely not. <laughs> I didn't know the answer to that question, but I'm so glad that that was the answer because that was what I was no. looking at. Anytime we've moved from one base to another, our kids are amazing, but they're so sad about leaving their friends. Yes. And they're so upset about going that they want to spend every second that they have with their old friends. So they're never any help when we're leaving. A, a no, none. <laughs> when we get to the new one, because they don't know anyone yet and they're a little nervous, but leaving, they've never been one <laughs> bit of a help. Yeah. So what else? Tell me what else happened on this video. Oh, well, okay. Well, we pushed the inspection back about three times. Finally, the housing manager was like, you guys, like, come on now, we got to get going. So finally, she was like, you know what? Don't sweep, don't take down, don't redo the blinds, just leave the new blinds there. We'll put them up. Bless my my best friend and neighbor, Riley Sarah. She is a godsend. Could not have done it without her. She helped us do everything. Because, you know, usually, especially when they have families, the soldier will usually get a few days off. My husband didn't. He worked until the day we left. No time off. So finally, we, we, we finally, finally get out of there and go to stay at a hotel my husband had booked. Let me just say my husband is no longer allowed to book hotels without my supervision. <laughs> no, he is not. And on top of all this, we have a dog. Um, we He's about a year old. I actually got him from my best friend, Sarah. Her dog's had an accidental litter. He's about eight months, 110 pounds. And a full anxiety ball. He's scared of everything. So as we're going into this new hotel, he gets loose, pulls me so hard, it jams my shoulder out of the socket. This is before we've even left Kansas. We haven't even hit the road, Ashley. You're not even past the state line yet. No. You've got a shoulder and a, and a dog full of anxiety. It was so bad. And if, if anybody's been to Junction City, they're going to know exactly what I'm talking about. The Walmart that's behind the Mexican restaurant, I think La Fiesta, they're going to know exactly what I'm talking about. He ran right in the middle of that road. So I'm sitting here screaming, crying because he's my baby, screaming, crying, screaming at my girls, help me. My husband's in the hotel. I don't even know what he's doing in the new hotel somewhere because the original one, I said, no, we cannot stay here with kids. Um, that was all before we even left. We ended up staying the night in Kansas that night and then hit the road the next morning. And then that's really where it really got interesting. <laughs> My favorite thing is that you said that's where it really got interesting. I want you to know it would have been a full podcast that you decided to do a Diddy move, A. B, you had to push back your your inspection three times. C, I don't even know. I may have said one and two. Who knows? C or three, whatever. Um, you get to a hotel. What was wrong with the first hotel? Was it just that? Um, it was, I don't know how to say this because I don't want to offend anybody <laughs> It was one of those places where the things that are happening are happening right in front of you. Nobody's trying to hide it. And I'll. Yeah, no, that makes sense. 
We had, so early on in our marriage, you know, when you're brand new in the military and you're young, you don't have a Mm -hmm. whole lot of money, no matter what. And when we would travel around the country, I'd always book these cheap hotels or motels with an M, not an H. So I would book them because my thinking was we're only sleeping there. Like we're not going to hang out in the place. So it doesn't matter. I'll just get a cheap place. And we got to a point to where my husband looked at me and he just patted me on my shoulders and said, honey, look, I I don't want to be bougie. He said, but we're beyond the point to where we're staying in hotel rooms with metal doors that face to the outside. And I laughed and laughed. So from that point forward, like he's patting me on my shoulders because at that hotel, we actually had a lady of the night knock on our door in the middle of the night because someone had called her and she came to the wrong room in that same hotel. There was a hole in the shower, um, that, I mean, just a big giant hole in the shower. And that was what pushed him over the edge. He was like, this is it. So now every time we travel, anytime I'm booking anything, the only thing I have to make sure is that it's not metal doors. Oh my God. That is so yeah, he wants to go into a building and then go to his room. So, sorry. No, that is how I am too. <laughs> it, went, it went right along with it. Okay, so you also have a dog that, let me tell you, weighs what I weigh. Like, I weigh 107, so that means your dog outweighs me by three pounds. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, I, the reason I want to illustrate that is if you're running into the road to try to pick up this dog, you're picking up a full-grown human. <laughs> yes, he, he weighs as much as I do. Yeah, that is crazy. I- and I'm only five one, so you should have seen that. <laughs> so tell me this. All right, so what happened next? So you get out of camp, or I guess you hit the road the next morning. What happened? Well, the, the best part of this whole story is I am blind. I am blind as a bat. I cannot see a foot in front of me. My new glasses did not come in before we left. I had to wear my daughter's broken, crooked glasses the whole drive here. So I'm, I'm, I'm driving blind at this point, just praying for the best. Well, we finally, we get on the road. We get moving from Kansas. I think it was, what, two hours? Oh, he left. To about two hours in, we stopped, got kids and Chick-fil-A because my little four-year-old, he's a trash can that never stops eating. Um, so we we give them their Chick-fil-A. And this this is sad, but it's, it's a big part of the story. <laughs> Y'all hold on to your seatbelts. Well, I go pull around where my husband's with at with the truck and I see my husband waving his arms. We're in a park, a Walmart parking lot. Go figure two Southern people's acting crazy. You come on, come on. I said, what is it? Well, we have another big dog. And also we had a guinea pig and a rabbit. My daughter's little rodents that we were traveling with. Our guinea pig went into shock. So we spent about two hours in the Walmart parking lot blankets all over trying to revive our little guinea pig two hours we'd only been on the road two hours in itself trying to revive our guinea pig people just driving past us like what are these loons what are you people doing I'm sitting there walk rocking around rocking my little baby guinea pig you know come on baby come on so finally we kind of got him to come too and I told my husband I said you know we've been sitting here almost two hours now it's time we got to go we got to hit the road so I wrap my little pig up we call him our pig put him in the car next to me I mean it was just and you know this is two hours in that's it just two hours we got the kids crying my husband's over here beside himself because he loves his guinea pigs he is a guinea pig daddy (laughs) so 
unfortunately, Ron Swanson did not make it. (laughs) Our our guinea pig did not make it. He passed about an hour after that. We tried everything we could, but you know, this isn't even, at this point, we're not even halfway through the trip. (laughs) So we've, we've lost, we're down one animal after sitting in a parking lot for two hours, trying to revive a guinea pig. (laughs) We've got our ball of anxiety, our older dog that just at this point, hates the world. <laughs> Three kids crying, husband ready to cry. And I'm just sitting here like, good Lord, Jesus, take the wheel. <laughs> Get me to Kentucky. Just- yes. I, at that point, I mean, I, I, I told my husband, I was like, are we ever going to get there? I mean, we've been trying for oh, almost 24 hours at this point. We're two hours in. And that it was, oh, Lord. <laughs> and like I said, that's not even halfway there. <laughs> yeah. No. All right. So what happened next? Well, finally, after that, okay, well, we finally get going. Um, I'd say probably an hour after the pig passed, you know, we stopped, we dealt with that. Then my four-year-old starts. He loses his mind. He He's not one. You can't confine him. You can't keep him in a car. Mom's little boys, I'm sure they, they know. Little boys, they don't want to. I see you. Mom is working. <laughs> he, I look back to him multiple times. He's out of his seat. I see clothes flying. He's streaking. I mean, it's like a Van Wilder episode in my car at this point. My anxiety riddle dog is making his way to the front because I have an SUV with three rows. So we fold our third row down. That way our huge dogs have room to lay. This one's pushed into the front, puts me in neutral on the interstate. And then my oldest daughter, she's 14. She's up front with me. And I will never forget. She looked at me. She said, Mama. I said, what, baby? She said, why is our family such a circus? <laughs> <laughs> Did you say maybe all families are a circus? You're- I told her, I said, you know what? I said, this is just this family the good Lord gave you, baby. <laughs> Take it or leave it at this point. And in my head, I was like, you know, I'm wondering the same thing at this point. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm going to console her. But at this point, it does kind of feel that way. Here, everyone just has a, their front row seat to their own circus. That's the way I see it. I'm yes. Crazy. We'll be right back after this message. Hey, Millhousing Nation listeners. I'm Lindsay Litton, the co-founder of Millhousing Network and fellow military spouse. And today we're briefly interrupting this episode to bring you this month's marketing update courtesy of Caliber Home Loan. And today's update is brought to you by my friend, veteran, and advocate for military families, Brian Burgess. Brian, what's happening in the VA business this month? Well, Lindsay, I'm not a fortune teller, but I will tell you uh, for all the folks watching this that if you are working on a refinance right now um, for your property that you live in, my suggestion would be just due to market volatility, the new administration, housing policies that will be coming out, and the Fed. If you are happy with the rates that are being offered to you now, I would go ahead and lock in and take it. Um, Just because it's not worth the headache or the stress to float is a term used in the lending industry to just not lock in um, and ride the waves of the market. I wouldn't trust it. Um, I would just, if you're happy, go with it, lock in, close the deal and move on. That would be my my marketing update for this month. Well, thank you, Brian. I appreciate your insights on that. And if you have questions on where to start the home buying process, I encourage you to download our Things I Wish I Would Have Known Before Buying a Home Planner. The planner literally walks you through the entire process 
And we've got a special link for you in the show notes. And now back to the show. We're back on Mill Housing Nation podcast. And then at this point, I don't realize I've lost my military ID. I've lost my pick, my regular, you know, picture driver's license ID. Sitting there thinking, well, this is great. I'm not going to be able to actually go home at this point to my new house. So finally, we get to the hotel in Kentucky that we're supposed to stay in for two nights because we left on a weekend. Well, guess what? Housing's not open on a weekend. So we had to wait a few days to get to our house. Again, a second reason my husband is not allowed to do hotels. The second hotel was worse than the last. It was so bad, Ashley. Me and my kids slept in the car. No. We, I, we, wouldn't, I, we walked in and I said, nope, mm-mm. We slept in the car that night. We woke up the next morning, go get another hotel. Thank the Lord. It was better. He, he, he made it better that time. I see you. So I'm sitting here frantically looking for my IDs. I still have yet to find them. No clue where they're at. Finally, Monday rolls around. This is the day we're supposed to get into housing. And I'm, you know, thank the Lord. You know, I don't know how we made it through this. We did. I mean, this is probably the one PCS that almost ended in divorce for us. Because <laughs> it was just, it was something after something. It just never stopped this whole time. And it's still going. Um, so we're thinking, you know, we'll be in our house probably around noon. That's what we were originally told. We got on our house at five, five o'clock. And that's a lot to do at the end. Yes. And to any other spouse out there, Take it from me. If you walk into the house and it's a totally different house than what you thought you were getting, try not to have a total breakdown like I did. <laughs> so what did you think you were getting and what did you end up with? Well, we we were originally supposed to get a four bedroom, but the layout of it was a totally different layout of what we were sent, which, you know, in the grand scheme of things is not a huge ordeal. It's doable. But when you've had one thing after the next being thrown at you, this is just like, oh, as soon as we got here, I'll have to show you, I'll have to send you a picture of our bathroom. It has carpet in it. <laughs> yeah. What kind of bathroom? literal carpet? What kind of base house has carpet in the bathroom? It's the weirdest thing. If it was clean, I would take my phone up there right now, but it's a horrible mess. <laughs> I mean, there are bathrooms with carpet in it, and some people like that, but I wouldn't think that they would ever do it in the base house because you're only going to be there a couple of years. And then exactly. What? Well, what's so funny is when you walk into our master, now the toilet in the shower, we have a stand-up shower, that's behind a door. But the sink and where the carpet is, that's right there in your room, in our room. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you, there's no brushing your teeth, maybe putting on makeup, just shutting a door to get maybe a minute. To, you, I don't get that in this bathroom. So, like I said, in the grand scheme of things, it, it wasn't a huge ordeal. But when you've had one thing go wrong after another, you lost your pet on the way, lost your IDs. That I, The first thing I did, I saw that bathroom, yelled at my husband. I'm sorry. He's right here. This isn't even the right house. I came to the back porch and just sat down and cried. Uh, you had been through a lot already. Okay, so you get there at 5 o'clock. It's not the right house. And I'm sure you've got to start unloading because we've got to unload the important boxes that have, like, you know, just your essentials. Did you yeah. start unloading when you got there? Yeah, we started that evening. Um, me and him actually did everything, just me and him. No help. Um, we, for about two nights, we were just both so worn out. I mean, He's in his mid thirties. I'm 31 at this point. We're tired. <laughs> we're not old, but we're tired. Yeah. We um 
we got our king size mattress out, threw it on our living room floor, and we slept down there for two nights with no shame. We didn't care. Not at all. But we got it all unloaded within what, 24 hours? Pretty quickly. And I was just determined to get it homey. I wanted everything un- unpacked, done, kids' room set up. You know, it was such a bad trip. I just wanted to make it feel like home as quickly as possible. Yeah. I do not blame you. That's exactly how we do. And this last move was a ditty for us as well. And it was very similar. We did not lose a guinea pig on the way. Both guinea pigs that we have made it to the new house. Oh, good. (laughs) Right? (laughs) They did both make it here. But everything that I felt like could go wrong did go wrong. And once we got here, um, things continued to go wrong once we got here. Yes. you're in your house, did it continue to stay crazy or did everything settle down? Oh no, it, it continued. We, um, our master bathroom, you know, our little hole in the hotel wall bathroom, <laughs> we were able to use it maybe the first 24 hours and then everything backed up in there for no reason. Um, and they couldn't get out for three weeks. So there's about three weeks we couldn't use our master bathroom at all. Um, and then, you know, you know, the South, how the South is with ants. Yes. If a house has been empty and you move in when the humidity and heat starting up, guess what? They're going to come in. Woke up one morning to my clean kitchen. Didn't even have really food in the house yet. Totally covered. So that was great. (laughs) Finally got them out there for that. But it's just, it seems like it's just been one crazy thing after another to the point. I can't even process all of it yet. (laughs) Not So tell me this. So you chose to do a Diddy move. You moved all through that. We, I mean, you work with Mill Housing Network, so you know that there are crazy stories about Diddy moves. There are crazy stories about movers. Um, were you moving from one, you were moving from one base house to another one, right? So you didn't have to do the real estate game. Do you think that there would have been, do you think it would have been less stressful at all if you had chosen for the military to move you? Or do you think that? Oh, yeah. One more thing. Honest, our next move, we are at least going to do a partial um, for us. I, I do think it would be easier because, you know, especially when you have children, whether they're young, whether they're older, you're dealing with, you know, if you've got little ones, you're dealing with the little ones running around, unpacking what you're trying to pack. You know, I know mamas, the little ones know you clean and they're behind you making another mess. That's what they do. They're children. But then with the older ones, you're dealing with, I don't want to move. I'm upset. So you have to be their comfort and their emotional support for that. For me, I feel like it's, it is easier, especially because you know what? In a Diddy move, you can't guarantee you're not going to lose anything because guess what? We did. <laughs> I don't know how, but I we know. did. Yeah, I, I don't understand it either, but the same thing happened to us. Like I packed everything with my own hands. I, I packed me the too. truck, I unpacked the truck. And somehow things are still missing. I don't know. But I can tell you. I say. But I would tell you that if I had a mover do it, I would have been positive that they took it or that they broke it and then hid it. Like it's so funny. And that's what I told my husband. I was like, of all the moves that we had when movers did it and we blamed them for something, that maybe was me the whole time. I don't know. I did the whole thing this time and still lost it. So, oh, yeah. I think it's so good to hear the different perspectives because we've had people on the podcast that had terrible full military move experiences. You've had a terrible Diddy move experience. So I think having all of the perspectives just goes to show that it's different for every family. I think it's different for every season of life. Mm -hmm. Yes. When we went from Alabama to Mississippi, we did a partial Diddy and it was fine. 
but we just didn't move two miles down the road. Horrible. Like we were only yeah. two miles. I thought, oh, this is fine. I'm not hiring anybody to take me across the road. It was the worst move we've had yet. And we were moving two miles and somehow I lost stuff. I have no clue. So I, just, I, I don't care. <laughs> it's so fun to have the different perspectives. So is there anything else? Do you have any tips or tricks for the Mill Housing Network Nation? My number one thing is make sure for the love of everything, make sure you have your military ID. Don't lose it like me. <laughs> okay. Cause some people don't have trusted traveler. And number two, even with the stress, with the checklist, I had a checklist. I thought I had everything in order, ready to go, especially because I work with Mill Housing Network. This, this is, you know, this is what we do. So, I, you know, I had told my husband, we're good. We are good. I've got my girls behind me. We are good. Even with the checklist, with all the stress that hit us, guess what? We forgot. We forgot to weigh the truck before we took it back. <laughs> so my biggest piece of advice is, even with, even if you have a checklist, even if you've got a double checklist, try just to breathe and just take a breath, take a moment and just think, clear your head and then think about, okay, this is what needs to happen next because you can have all the checklists in the world, but when you've got the stress of the world on your shoulders, sometimes you go blank and that's exactly what happened to us. Luckily for us, it was fixed. It was handled for us, but I know on all bases are the same. So that's my biggest piece of advice is just breathe. <laughs> Take a breath and breathe. I do think that that's such a great, that's a great word of advice because when the, you said it, when the way the world just going to forget things and your mind's not going to be in it and being tired, even just on a regular yeah. day, when you're tired, you miss things <laughs> after you've been moving for four or five days. And then before that you were packing, everything, <laughs> things are going to get forgotten and going to be left. <laughs> so, well, Kara, it's been so nice to meet you today. It has been hilarious, you too. but it's, it's one of those hilarious situations that you can laugh in retrospect. Yes. In the moment, I would have never laughed at you, Kara. I would have ran in the road to help you get your dog. I would have helped you. Thank you. A guinea pig. But in retrospect, when you look back, it's it is definitely a story that's worth telling, so that people think twice before they think Diddy moves are just absolutely yes. No, because it can get a little bit stressful when you have everything you own to your whole name in a in a truck in a bad hotel with the big <laughs> issues and dog issues. and <laughs> So thank you so much for being with us here today. Thank you so much. For thank you. Time. You just let me know the next time you move, you go ahead and start documenting everything down so we can have you back. Yes. Next time we move, the, the army's doing it. <laughs> and we'll find out how that one goes too. Thank you so much, Kara. I hope you have a great rest of your day. And if you are listening to this on Apple podcast or you're listening on SoundCloud, make sure that you subscribe and we will see you in a couple weeks with another episode. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Mill Housing Nation podcast. To connect with Mill Housing Network, visit us online at milhousingnetwork.com.